Welcome to the official podcast for Shepherd University Athletics, and we're coming at you with that big horn energy. It's time for Beyond the Horns. Let's go. Welcome into episode 19 of Beyond the Horns. We have a great show set up for you today. Have our normal little intro coming up here. And then in our second segment, we're joined by Mercedes Lopez, the graduate assistant coach for our men's and women's tennis program. So very excited to sit and chat with you guys today for a little bit. Before we dive in, have to check on the co-host, Carlos Calderon, to see how he's doing. Carlos, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. We had a couple, uh, couple snow days, got to recharge, extra long weekend. Watched plenty of Netflix, did a little bit of work here and there, didn't just sit around though. And that was about it, man, but it was a pretty good weekend. How about yourself? It was good, man. You know, snow days always kind of throw off your um, like internal schedule oh. and then the work schedule and, and everything a little bit. So, you know, on one hand, they're super nice. You get to, you know, sleep in a little bit because you don't have to worry about the commute and you can grab a snack, whatever you need a snack, you know, you can do your thing and... Uh, but at the same time, you know, you kind of, I don't know about you anyways, but I like to come into the office just because I feel like, and maybe this it means I'm old, um, but I love coming into the office because I feel safe and comfortable. And I don't know, man, I feel like if I'm at home, even if I work from home, um, I'm like, man, what am I missing? What am I falling behind on? Because it's just exactly. not in the routine. I mean, am exactly. I crazy? No, uh, like I had the same feeling. So I told Carly, I'm like, hey. You know, tomorrow I'm going to get up a little bit early and leave your place and, you know, come to work and try it. So I got in here at like, you know, eight o'clock today because I was like, tomorrow's going to feel like Monday, but like times, you know, times right. three because, right. you know, we missed a couple of days. I was like, so I need that a little bit extra time to work on some projects, you know, get caught up on some things that maybe I wouldn't thought of while I was at home. So yeah, man, same sentiment. It just felt like I was missing something. It's a mental. It's a. You better believe. Last summer when they finally let us come back to campus, I think you and I were back here like as soon oh, as they as let soon us. as we were allowed. I was back in here because, you know, after you're at home for a while, you kind of lose your morale a little bit. Right. And it's like smoky mirrors. You, it's hard to see through everything and kind of like really like know what's going on. But when you're here in the office, like. You feel like you're on track. Plus, like, we have each other's resources so we can help point each other in the right direction, like, whatever we're working on. So, yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. Again, maybe it's maybe it's us getting old. I don't know what it is, but I definitely um, don't mind being in the office. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But I like my weekends. You know, maybe it's a healthy thing, too. Like, maybe... Maybe we get that feeling because when we leave, we actually do allow ourselves to like mentally detach a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Could you make that argument? Like maybe it's a good thing that. Just don't want to detach too much. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to completely yeah. fall into the quicksand, but you gotta you gotta like step away for a little bit for your own mental health. Yeah. So you know, if if home is like your fun home area, and then work is where you get your work done. When they when you work remotely, work from home, it all gets the lines all get blurred, and then you feel weird. That's what I'm I'm blaming all wrapping all of this topic up into that statement. Unless you have arguments, I do not, man. I, I really don't. Carly was telling me like, she's like, just work when you're at work. But she's a nurse, like that's how it works for her. But right. For you and me, like we have projects with deadlines. Right. Sometimes we take it home. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's a good point. That is the difference. Is there are some jobs out there where you do what you do and then somebody else takes over for you or right. you, just, you don't need to take it home. But I would argue that although there are many, many positives and pros for the athletics world, one of the uh, one of the negatives is that, you know, the list doesn't ever really stop. Right. You know, so you could easily spend an evening at home planning something because you have to do it sometime anyways. But maybe that's most jobs to a certain degree. But, mm -hmm. uh, hey... Wouldn't trade it for anything, man. Of so, points of clarity. Let's get in there right away. I know you got one, and uh, I think we're going to tag team this one because we both feel strongly about it. But uh, hit me with what you got. So, you know, I've always felt pretty strongly that, you know, and this has to do with the weather that we had, the snowstorm. I feel like people who don't have, like, an all-wheel drive vehicle or, 
you know, four-wheel drive or anything like that. It definitely shouldn't be on the roads whenever, you know, we have snowstorms and stuff like that because, you know, I was out, um, I had to go get groceries, and I saw someone who was, who had a car who clearly wasn't all-wheel drive or anything. It was, like, off the road, in a bank, like, in a ditch, like, hitting a telephone pole, and I was like, man, like, you should have stayed home. Like, you need to get what you need, like, before these snowstorms and just kind of camp out at your house. Like, you don't need to be out. So, it's just kind of frustrating. Like, sometimes when you're at a light and you guys take off and then the car in front of you, like, doesn't have what it needs, so it's just sliding everywhere, you're putting everyone else in danger, too. Like, so. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree, in like in general, right? Yeah. With that being said, though, you know, you know, what if that's just the only car you have? Like, what that's if you true. have to go to work? You that's know true. what? Um, you know, just I'm trying to take the devil's advocate here a little bit. Yeah. But to your, I mean, in my mind, and I know this is again generalizing, and not everybody, um, maybe has has this set of circumstances. Because sometimes you just drive in the car you were dealt. I spent a decade driving the car I was dealt, so I totally get it. But um. You know, if you if you have one of those jobs where like weather does not impact whether you need to go to work or not, like it could be a perfect day or it could yeah. snow a foot, you still going to work. I've had a job like that. You probably need <laughs> to get a like a four wheel drive vehicle. You know, like yeah. something that uh, that's built more for that, or right. move to like Miami or something. You know, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. This one, this one is tough. Well, I guess a lot of our points of clarity are like this, though. If I think about it, but this one especially is tough because I totally get and agree. But at the same time, like, I feel mean saying it. Yeah, there's you know some I mean? outliers. They're like, definitely outliers. Definitely outliers. But, yeah. but um, no, man, I mean, sometimes the people, and I, again, I don't know how you would really know this, but I feel like the people we are talking about are the people who, like, don't have any reason that they have to be out. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm going to go get my groceries because I'm lazy. I'm going to go do it the day when it's already dumping and there's right. four inches right. of snow on the ground and the roads aren't treated. Oh, I need to go get groceries. Well, you should have done it earlier. Like don't go out in your civic and uh, and put that baby in the ditch, right? <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. and everyone's like, man, Andy and Carlos are really mean people. Um, Carlos is. You're right. Just keep it a buck. Anyways, grab that four wheel drive car if you're gonna live in the north, yeah. um, and, and go from there. Okay, quote of the week, man. You got something good for us? Something uplifting to bring us out of this, you know, like hateful funk that we're in. Yeah, I mean, this isn't really uplifting, but it's there's definitely a lesson in this one. So, quote is, the trajectory of your life bends in the direction of your habits. And that quote is by James Clear. He's like a New York Times, like, best-selling author. He has, like, <clears throat> he's kind of like a motivational guy. Um, so, I, like, definitely relate to that because I'm like, you know, there's some bad habits that you could get into um, as far as, like, you know, uh, procrastination, things like that at work. But if if you try to, like, you know, incorporate good habits into your work life and pretty much anything, like, if you just look, have a different mentality and just try to do things the right way, get in a habit of doing that, um, you know, that's exactly what the quote means. I mean, your life is going to go towards your habits, which makes perfect sense. So you're saying if I get in the habit of eating, like, a large meat lovers pizza every day i'm gonna gain weight oh yeah it'll be fine like like, let's just (laughs) let's just put it into like obviously simple terms if you eat a 15 piece from popeyes every day you might end up on tlc right (laughs) Right. so uh yeah cut me out of the house cut me out they're gonna have to bring two ambulances to come get you i mean so what you do what you spend your time doing what routine you get into will dictate where you'll end up. Exactly. Yeah. My man James Clear was crystal clear with that quote. You like that? I know you <laughs> I like do. that one. I do. That I just do came like to me, by the way. Um, anyways, I like it. I think that's awesome. And I, again, as always with Carlos's quote of the week, something we need to be reminded of. Um, and you normally come in pretty clutch with that. So love it, man. What else you got? Oh, that's it, man. You ready for uh, Mercedes? Bring her in here and learn a little bit more about uh, about her life. Yep, sure am, man. She's fresh off the plane from Spain. So fresh off the plane from Spain. No, but really, she got in like a week ago from yeah. winter break. So she actually. <laughs> I just like saying. That. Yeah, I mean, it, it rhymes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll take a quick break here. When we get back, we'll bring uh, Mercedes Lopez, our graduate assistant for men's and women's tennis. 
um, in here to learn a little bit more about her, her life, kind of her journey to Shepherd, and uh, and what's going on with tennis. We will be right back. Ram Nation, gear up with the latest styles at ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com, the official online team store for Shepherd Athletics. Help support your Rams by purchasing gear for every member in your crew at ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com. Again, that's ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Beyond the Horns. We're joined by our special guest. She's fresh off the plane from Spain. Assistant men's and women's tennis coach Mercedes Lopez has blessed us with her presence. Mercedes, thank you for taking the time to come up here and chat with us. How was your winter break? Well, thank you guys for having me here. Uh, my winter break was great. I was able to go home, spend time with my family, my friends, eat good, um, got a little bit of a Spanish culture. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was just... What's the, uh, what's the first like plate of food or something that your mom or your parents like know that you love that's your favorite? What's the first thing that they make you when you come back? They're like... We know Mercedes that, is going to love this. That's a great question. Yeah, because my mom has something for me okay. that she always cooks. So, so well, hold on, just to clarify, just to clarify. Yeah. Like, you're saying you get off the plane, you go home, like, it's already, re- like, waiting yeah. for you? Yeah. Like, oh, like okay, yeah. our, our precious daughter is home. <laughs> I'm going to feed you what you want. Okay, just, just clarifying, right. okay? Yeah. So it's called tortilla española. It just okay. sounds good. Yeah, so it's like potatoes, eggs, I don't know, it's like a, I guess you could say it's like a potato cake, which is not a cake, but it's like a traditional Spanish dish, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's amazing. You guys should try, that's for sure. So wait, are you going to make us some? Is that is that what I'm gathering yeah, from this? Yeah, next weekend, next weekend, guys. <laughs> so you do know how to make it? I do know how to make okay, it, Okay, yeah. cool. I like it. Now I'm all excited. <laughs> Speaking of Spain, you know, we always have to start off these interview um, segments with a little bit of, uh, you know, finding out where you're from. And, you know, one thing that I have noticed over the time talking with a bunch of coaches and everything is we have um, a lot of people from this area. And then we do have a few people on staff with roots um, from very unique places. I would put you, and Carlos probably would too, in that category of maybe unique uh, origins. But um, I, if it's not obvious already, could you talk to us a little bit about, you know, where you're from, where you grew up? Yeah, so I grew up in, I was born and raised in Madrid, the capital of Spain. And I was living my whole life there until pretty much I was 18 and I came to college in America. So, yeah, and it's it's a beautiful city, like a lot of things going on. It's kind of like DC, I would say, but I mean, it's be- I mean, it's yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> so, so like if if Carlos and I somehow like found a million dollars or something, and we're like, hey, we're taking the we're taking the private jet over to Madrid this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you guys will do that for sure. You can come with us and be our tour guide, but like, yeah. what are some things that we have to do? Like, oh. like obviously you got the tourist things, I'm sure, but like. From like a local perspective, like what are some things we have to do? So you guys need to see, it's called Parque del Retiro, which is like a big, like a retiro park, I would say. It's like, you know, in New York City, you have the... Times Square? Or like Central Park? No, Central Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in Spain, we have like something similar than that. Cool. Uh, Yeah, we have, uh, I don't know if you guys are uh, soccer fans, but we have... um, Real Madrid. Real Madrid, exactly. That's my team. I am if, like a I big mean, I wasn't going to say anything, like, but... If, I'm a big fan if Cristiano, of If Cristiano was still there, I would definitely go see him. But I'd I probably know. still go. I'd probably still go. I like English soccer better, but Oof. it is what it is. I mean, the Span- you know, the Spanish teams are... Oh, I have the respect. I'm just saying, like, if, I, if I'm going to sit down on, like, a Saturday or Sunday morning and watch soccer, like, I'm, I'm not watching Bundesliga, I'm not watching... Syria. I'm not watching any of that stuff. I'm watching Premier League, but that's yeah, fine. Well, you I guys, mean, you guys go off on your Real Madrid. That's fine. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Then I mean, I don't know what else you guys can do in Spain. Like eat a lot of food. Like there is a famous place right in downtown um, for like a special thing that we make. It's called churros. I don't know if you guys know about oh, it. Oh yes. Care about it. Oh yes. And it's like it's been there since like I don't know two hundred years or something. Oh. And it's everyone, all the tourists and everyone, they go there. Um, to visit and I get some churros mm-hmm. with chocolates and it's just 
It's great. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. We just got to work on the whole million dollar thing. Um, but yeah. I feel like once we get there, we'll, we can go. I don't go. know where we're getting that money from. So, so okay. So, so side question to that. Would you actually take us around or would you be like, of course. These guys, I'm going to leave them in the dust and <laughs> find their own No, way. no, I will take you to all the places, the good places to get food, everything, like go around to Spain to visit all the monuments, all the, like, the big things. Cool. So We yeah. got the tour guide, man. We did. Yeah. We did. So if you guys come to Spain, just let me know. Okay. We'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hit you up when Carlos and I finally make it over that way. You know, it might be, uh, <laughs> might be some time, but uh, hey, you never know. So growing up, what kind of stuff did you do for fun? You know, was it all, you know, tennis is obviously your sport, and we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, was it just tennis, tennis, tennis? Did you play other sports? What kind of stuff, what kind of hobbies were you into? What, you know, Ram Nation wants to know more about you as a person. So what kind of stuff were you into growing up? Okay, well, as you say about tennis, that was my sport. So I started playing tennis since I was four. And since I was 10, I was practicing every single day. So, you know, in Spain it's different than here. The school and the, the sports are, like, completely separate. So you go to high school or middle school, and then you, like, leave and go to your tennis club, soccer club, whatever. So one of the things that I was doing, obviously, was right when I finished school, I was going to practice tennis. But uh, when I was little, when I was probably, like, I don't know, since I was, like, five until I was probably 11, I used to play soccer, too. And I used to skiing. Oh, skiing. Yeah. Okay. And then when I was like 11, 12, I was like, no, I'm just going to focus on tennis and just spin tennis. Man, yeah. playing tennis since she was four. Yeah. Andy couldn't even walk whenever he was four. Yeah, it took me a few years. I feel like I was like eight or nine when I figured it out. Uh, yeah, the, I don't even, man, I can't even play tennis now. <laughs> so like you know I can't imagine being a four year old just like rocking it and like right. yeah. you know what I was doing when I was in elementary school when it came to tennis we were playing home run ball because that's we weren't talented enough to play tennis nor did we really know what it was <laughs> we would just what you try to do is hit the ball as hard as you can out of the court <laughs> so you just sit there on one side and just yeah, yeah. so that right there pretty but much that's explains baseball, you know that's baseball not tennis pretty much yeah. <laughs> that's time I get it um, but yeah four, that's yeah that's that's impressive for sure yeah. So you were you told me you were pretty good at at soccer, right? Yeah, I was pretty good. Yeah, I used to play with the boys. <laughs> Cuz yeah. you know, well, actually Balhon like that people who play soccer are mainly boys, not girls. Mm. So yeah, I was like a I don't know how you say like a tomboy pretty much hmm. when I was a little like when I was a kid, yeah. So if you had a chance to ski here like in the US, I would go to Colorado. Oh. Like, for sure. I mean... <laughs> that's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... Yeah, I wish. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we've talked about that. Yeah, but you have, haven't, right? Like, you haven't, haven't gone to, like, Utah I, or Colorado no, or anything? No, I've just been to one place in Nevada. It's called the Lee Canyon, I would say, I think. It's, okay. like, a small place, not really big. But, yeah. And for those on the pod who are just like, Nevada, what? We will get to that. So, <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people are like, that is really random. Right. Um, we'll get there. Trust me. Yeah. So that leads me kind of like to my question, which is, uh, you know, where did you play tennis in college? So I play at D1 school. Uh, it's called UNLV. And, yeah, I, I, I was lucky enough to get a full scholarship. So I played in my, my four years mm-hmm. of the school. And... Yeah, it was amazing, an amazing time, that's for sure. I think my question is, like, I've always wondered this, like, how did UNLV find you, or did you find them? How did that work? No, they find me. So, uh, you know, I feel like all the coaches, I don't even know if all of them, but the D1 schools, they look for their tournaments that someone wins, uh, the rankings, and also for, like, a video, like, of, some, of how you play tennis or play soccer, whatever the sport. Mm-hmm. And so I made my video, and they saw me, and they contacted me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So besides the University of Nevada at Las Vegas, what other schools? Were there any other schools that were interested in you? Yes. Actually, there was one from, it was, oh, I forgot what it's called, in Texas. I really go to school in Texas, D1, I think it's called. I mean, we can start listing off Texas, D1 Texas schools, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Texas. (laughs) The one that is red and blue. Red and blue. Oh, SMU? Yes, SMU. That, that's the one. That's the I'll one. I'll show myself out. Yes. I know my colors, the Mustangs. That's the one. Nice. So actually, they came to see me, like to see me practice Balhon in Spain. 
And um, actually, I had a terrible time because <laughs> I couldn't speak English at all. Mm. And the coach was talking to me a lot and showing me pictures and everything of the university, but I was I couldn't speak English at all. So it was it was rough, but it was I mean at the same time it was really good. I mean Vegas or Dallas, can't really go wrong, I guess. But. No, you can't. And then yeah, a couple more schools of in the one, yeah, for sure. Cool. But, yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, SMU. I was wondering. I mean, they might they might have paid you more. Um, no, too soon? Okay, sorry. Uh, I'll give you a car or something? Okay, anyways, moving on. Um, what was it like being in Vegas uh, for college? I mean, obviously, I'm sure over your, your time, your couple years there, um, things changed for you as you started to, like, learn the culture a little bit. And, you know, maybe and maybe I'm wrong, but when you first got there, you were like, this is cool. But by the end, you're like, oh, this is what Vegas actually is. Or did you have an idea? I mean, what was it like going to school in Vegas? So, first of all, I didn't even know what to expect when I first came. But, I mean, well, it was at the beginning, it was a little bit tough because I didn't know English at all. I literally didn't know any word. But I was lucky enough, one of my coaches knew Spanish, one of my teammates knew Spanish. So, I was getting more comfortable. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I feel like they were the best four years of my life. Uh, I had a great time. I met amazing people from all over the world. And it was great. We it's true. We practice a lot. We it was really tough the practice and stuff. We practice four hours a day, six days a week. Uh, but I mean, we were like really strong. Uh, we won conference, and it, it was a blast to be there. Are you still in touch with like some of your teammates or coaches from there now yeah. that you've been gone for a couple years almost? Yes, yes, yes. Of course, like some of my teammates are gonna be my friends forever like they're gonna be my wedding and i'm gonna be in their wedding so yeah <laughs> for, i mean if i ever get married hopefully <laughs> but yes i i feel like that's if you can gain this is gonna sound really bad so stick with me but like if you can if there's nothing else you can gain from like your undergrad experience obviously you want the degree but like the friendships that you make and the experience that you go through i feel like that's like some of the biggest learning yeah and like the stuff that sticks with you and then, you know, if my dad's listening, getting good grades and all that stuff was obviously the most important thing. But, um, yeah, anyways, that's, right. that's cool that you're still in touch with them. And, yeah. and um, are any of them, like, the ones who have graduated, like, are they coaches too? Or is everyone kind of just moving in their own direction? Yeah, everyone is kind of, yeah, in their own direct, direct, direction, sorry. Um, actually, everyone is from everywhere. Like, one is from Serbia, one is from Ukraine. Oh, wow. One is American. Like, it's like my, my team was, like, full of international people. So, mm -hmm. like, everyone is from everywhere, I huh. guess. That's yeah. cool. So, would you say, like, your coach who knew Spanish and your teammate who knew Spanish, would you, like, say that they really helped you learn English? Uh, I don't know if to learn English, but... Mm. I mean, they helped me a lot at the beginning, I would say the first month, two months, because I didn't really know what to do, what I was supposed to do, like, what am I, where are my classes were, I didn't know anything, anything right. of the American culture. So they helped me a lot, but, but yeah, I mean, obviously English, you, you learn when you put yourself up with American people and try your best to mm -hmm. speak English. I feel like, so time out real quick, I feel like that's terrifying if you actually think oh, about that it. Oh, that culture shock like it, is like, crazy. Right. Could you imagine moving to like, I don't know, like France and just being like, I don't know French at <laughs> all. I don't really know your culture at all. I just kind of, I know like I want to go to this school and play tennis, but like I don't know anybody. Like I just wanted to take a second on this, um, you know, on air to recognize how um, awesome, because I'm sure you learned a lot of cool things about yourself, but, yeah. like, how, how like, terrifying that would be. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you scared too? after that, like, after going through that, you're probably not scared of very much after right. going through that, to be honest, because, like, I know if I got dropped in Hong Kong or something, <laughs> I mean, I love sushi, which would be great, but, you know, other than that, the culture is completely different. Yeah. You know, they drive on different sides of the road, like, everything is so different, so... Plus, you can't even communicate yeah. to, to, exactly. to ask questions when you have them, necessarily. Exactly. What was that like? I mean, I know there's no way you could ever explain what that was like, but, like, how long did it take you to be start to, like, that terror maybe started to go away, and you started to become more comfortable? Well, I mean, I was trying my best since day one. Uh, even though I couldn't speak, I was just trying to, like, say something or, like, I don't know, because I... Obviously, you know, you need to communicate, you need to survive, so you need to, like, mm -hmm. try your best. 
I don't know, really know how to explain that, how the feeling yeah. was. Yeah. But I mean, I'm happy. Like, I did. I never feel like alone, or like never feel like, like I don't want to go home or something. I was like, I was enjoying my time, even though at the beginning I didn't know English or anything, but I was happy there. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's all I need to hear. You're a very strong person. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because I'd be like, Mom, I want to come home. I'm tired of France. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the beginning, I was like, I don't, because my, my parents came with me to see me. Like, uh, they, they went on the plane with me, and they saw the university. They saw my coaches. They stayed there for like a week or so, and then they left. And when they, they were leaving, I was like, Mom, I don't even know what I'm going to do here. Like, yeah. I cannot even speak the language. <laughs> and it was tough, but at the same time, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's. Yeah. I guess you have to attack it that way, right? Like, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. This is what I have in front of me. I'm going to take advantage. I mean, look, I mean, listen to you now. Every time you come by the office and say hi, you're just, man, you would never know. Mm-hmm. You can say anything now, right? With my accent, but I mean, <laughs> no, you know, you as know. you guys can tell. But. That's how we know. That's how when you're in the hallway talking to Chip or something, that's how I know who it is. I'm right. like, oh, there she is. So, yeah. so getting kind of back on the tennis track here, you know, was there was there like a point where you knew that you wanted to become a coach? So when I graduated from Vegas, uh, I, I didn't know what to do with tennis. And I started working in a company with fin doing finance, which was my degree. But then also on the side, I was I was being a coach. I was helping kids and high school kids on a tennis club. So I was I was like, oh my gosh, I like this one. I enjoy doing this. But I didn't really think about it that much because I was, you know, I've been playing tennis my whole life, so it didn't feel as a like I was working or something. Mm -hmm. And then after a year working there, I was thinking, mm, maybe I need to do like a master degree. So I was like thinking, maybe it's a good, good option for me to look for like a graduate assistant or something that I can do the master degree and be a coach at the same time. So that's how... Um, yeah, it kind of helps yeah. you in both, like in both lanes, if you will, right? So from the finance and like business degree side, like you're getting your master's. Which, you know, this day and age, you pretty much need, right, to, like, continue to, to rise the ranks in your company. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, obviously, your passion is tennis. Yeah. And this is able, like, allows you to maybe continue to do both. Like, is that, am I on the right path? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, what are some things that you learned as a tennis player that you try to teach now as a coach? Maybe, like... You know, being competitive or yeah, I, you know, I was, something like I was going to say that, like, for me, I am very competitive. Since I was, like, 10, I always wanted to win and uh, always. So I try to, like, help them to be competitive, uh, try their best, obviously give them their best on every single practice and in every single match. Obviously, then, if the things doesn't go your way, oh, it's okay, but, like, at least try your best. Be always, like, motivated to play because... If you are not like ready or like excited to play, then what are you doing? Like then you can just go home or do something else because like you need to like be motivated. Motivated. So that's one of the things that I always want my players to like be excited and everything to play. And then obviously for the technical part, like obviously you know how, like you want them to help them to do the shots as better as mm -hmm. they can, obviously. And obviously there are many. Different. Like actually co coach yeah, the like, technique yeah. type thing? Mm -hmm. Just so if, basically it's like if you're not here to win, go home. No, I mean obviously, no, I, <laughs> no they don't need to have that pressure. But I mean, I, I am very competitive. I like to win. And I want them to at least try their best. You know, if, then, if you win, that's great. I'm going to be the happiest person in the world. But if you lose, at least you know that you gave everything you have. Right, and then you'll work with them oh, on, yeah. okay, why did you lose? Maybe you're, like, getting into the technical stuff again. Um, and yeah, what happened? Or, yeah. Like the true coaching, if you will. I guess so. so yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. So what do you think is your favorite part about coaching student-athletes? I mean, I would say, like, the relationship that you make with them or you build with them uh, like if the, you feel like they are like happy and they enjoy being with you and you feel like good. Yeah, it makes you feel better. Ma yeah, exactly. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you can see how you impact their lives, right, over, I mean, you're only here for two years, right? But yeah. like you can make some big changes in, in the, the athletes of our men's and women's tennis program with like your example and how you attack life and your story. 
So, like, I could definitely th- see how, you know, maybe it's a freshman who came in the same time you did, but by the time you leave, they're, you know, a rising star or personality on the team, and part of that can be because of your touch, right? I mean, is that... I mean, that would be amazing, yeah, hopefully. That's the goal? <laughs> so, you're done playing at UNLV. Yeah. And you, you said you worked for a year in finance and kind of did lessons and stuff yeah. on the side. And then you got this idea, oh, man, maybe I should go get my master's degree. Correct. So the, I guess the last uh, piece of the puzzle in that, in, in that train is uh, how did you hear about Shepherd? this small yeah this small <laughs> school in the panhandle of West Virginia <laughs> called Shepherd University, considering you were in Las Vegas, Nevada, which for those listening at home... They are not close to each other in distance. No, they're not. Um, although we might like it to be. Anyways, um, <laughs> what's, uh, what, what, how'd you hear about Shepard? Well, so first of all, you know, I was on the West Coast. And I was like, now I want to experience the other part of America. So I want to be on the other coast. And so I looked, through, uh, I looked to every single school that offered an MBA. And I was just looking through the roster to see if there was only one coach or two. And I probably sent 200 emails to wow. see, like... That's impressive. Yeah. That's a lot of emails. How many did you well, get back? Maybe that's too much. <laughs> too many, maybe it's too many. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but I remember, like, sending so many emails uh, to many, many sports, many sports, many schools. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Matt actually answered me back the day after. Mm, nice. So I started talking to him since day one. And I was, I was like, oh, this is great. This is close to D.C., which i never been to D.C. before. Yeah. And I was so excited. And I was like, this, it sounds really good. And we keep talking and everything. And that's how, yeah. So you're, you have a sister who's also in the States playing, right? Yes. Is it Nichols State yeah. down in Louisiana? Yes, yeah. I have a good memory, Carlos. Yeah. I really do. I, was, I, I completely yeah. forgot about that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I'll accept your apology My later. Um, anyways... So did you have, at any point where did you think about or or maybe you just when you were sh- um, sending out your net of two hundred emails like was there a part of you that wanted to try to make it not necessarily Nichols but like down in that area so you could be near her or are you kind of like you're on your own kid I'm gonna do what I need well, to do actually I was helping my sister to get the 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 scholarship too so I remember helping her because we we came here at the same time I mean she was a freshman when I was when I came here to Shepherd gotcha mm-hmm. so um. I remember trying to help her, and then uh, for me, I was like, I tried to be close to her, but at the same time, I didn't really care, because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I experienced everything by myself, so you yeah, have to do yeah. it by yourself. That's, you know? that's, that's experience. true. That's exactly. very true. The only thing I told her is, like, before you come to America, you need to learn English, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you don't need to be like me, like, come here without knowing anything. And maybe, maybe also, uh, Louisiana is slightly... Maybe not slightly different than uh, Las Vegas. I actually like went with her to her school uh, when she first came, and I saw the school and everything, and obviously it's completely different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean she's so happy. She's playing number one or number two in wow. her team, so she's doing great. What do you think? This is just kind of off track a little bit, but what's the best food that you've had here in the United States? Like your favorite. It could be like, I don't know. What do we have that's kind of famous over here, Andy? I don't even know. <laughs> Wait, are you talking like? Okay, hold on. Like I got to gotta ask a question like to American you food. about your question. Okay. So, like, are you talking like genre of food that's like unique to America? Are you talking yeah. like restaurant? It could be rest. It could be either one. Which like something that you ate over here that's like kind of unique, maybe. So okay, so so just if I was Mercedes, I could say like, man. I never really had, like, a big, juicy cheeseburger before I got... Like, is yeah, that the answer? Yeah, so, yeah, is that, that, that the answer? That in and out in and out is so good. See, there we that's go. That's my yeah. favorite, yes. Wow, in and out in and out that's yeah. some good stuff. Yeah. And that's the cool. fries are so good. Yeah. When, uh, apparently, they have them in Colorado, or they will soon have them in Colorado, and I remember as a kid, we would just... You'd have to go to, like, California back then, really, to get it. Or, like, one of those western states, mm-hmm. and I remember... It was always a thing. Like it was the yearly rumor every year. Well, in and Out's coming to Colorado, and now and then, obviously, I've been gone from like ten years. You now, never got but to experience. Now it's there apparently. <laughs> like Denver has one, I think. So I've are they going had, to? I've never it's had. So it's so good. I've never really had. Good. 
when we go to Vegas, man. Yeah, we certainly got to or something. We're going to go take tennis lessons in Vegas. Um, <laughs> anyways, but okay, so in and out is your answer? I would, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Nice. Okay, that's a good answer. I mean, yeah. it wasn't my question, but I accept that. Do you yeah, accept like that? It. Yeah, of course. So getting back on the, you know, coaching track, what have you learned since becoming a coach? Like, has it been how to recruit, how to interact with some of the kids maybe a little bit differently? What, what do you think you've learned? Yeah, for sure. One of the things is recruit. Like, I before I never done that in my life. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, at the beginning, I didn't know what to do. I was thankful that Matt helped me a lot with that. He's also obviously doing that more than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he helped me how to like find the websites, how to find the kids and everything. So that's one thing that I learned a lot. Obviously the communication, I guess you need to like be... Be able to speak yeah, and just yeah. have good rapport with, with the recruits. I think I remember the one time that you had to give like... You had to talk to a recruit like by yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have that. Yeah. And and you were really worried because you didn't know, you know, where to take them, or you were just worried about talking with them in general. But I remember afterwards, you're like, "I did good. I, yeah, I killed yeah, it. Yeah. I did yeah, a great that's job." Right. Yeah, that, for sure. Yeah. That was... So that's a good learning experience. Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah. it was kind of a good thing that he let you kind of tackle yeah. that by yourself because you ended up learning from that. So. Hundred percent. Yeah. So I know we talked about this. You know, before we pressed record, but do you have a plan after you leave here at Shepherd? Because it's coming up. I know it's coming, it's coming, and I don't really know what I'm gonna do right now. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm open to see all my options, see what's best for me. Um, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go home. I rather, I think I wanna go home because my family, my friends, everyone is there. But at the same time, the economy is not the best right now. Right. So I'm just open to see everything, all my options. Maybe if I find something here in America really good, I will go for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At this point, I, I'm looking. I'm open to see everything. I feel like that's fun. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, you're coming down to your last, I guess you guys are in your last semester as yeah. a grad assistant. So you have some time before May hits. But, uh, you know, at the same time, it's, it's also kind of that stressful time, too, yeah. because May is coming. Yeah. So you got to figure something out. But leaving your options open at this time probably makes sense. Yeah. Yep. I'm in the same boat. Uh, we were talking about it. Like, we both are trying to kind of navigate this last few months of being graduate assistants and trying to figure out, you know, what life's going to be like after yeah. this. It's going to be better. Hopefully not. <laughs> the, grad, the grad assistant years are the hardest years. And so it, far. For, it's, I, that's what I yeah, think anyway. It's, cr- it's crazy. It's almost done. Like, I cannot believe this is going to be almost You guys just got here. I know. Y'all yeah. just got here. I that's know. how it goes. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, so let's, before we, you know, we're going to eventually get to like uh, like our, our typical this or that, um, which I think will be really fun. But, you know, before we kind of make that jump, um, talk a little bit about the teams for this year. You know, that's something that we're curious about i'm sure ram nation is curious about our you know we've learned a little bit about you as a person but like what about the men's and women's tennis teams at shepherd you know is there you know what are, what are you looking forward to this season is there anything that that ram fans should keep their eye on um with with what's coming up or what is the plan do you know the plan well the plan is be first of all hopefully covid let us play yeah. compete that's the first thing. Like the kid, everyone wants to play. They, especially the men's tennis team, they are excited. They they are ready to play. They want to play as many matches as possible, and hopefully, like make it to the PISA, to the conference. Obviously, I want to make it. I think we will. That's one thing to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, for the girls, the same thing. So. Just continuing, yeah. Like, like you want the uh, the idea is for both teams to make it to, to the, make it to, to that the conference, conference level. and like. Uh, play as many matches as possible and yeah. obviously win as many as we can. But then, you know, you like everyone else, you still have the COVID monster out there yeah. to see what happens. So obviously you're looking for, for wins and just some, you know, maturation of players and then you can kind of leave your mark or your fingerprint on the Shepherd tennis programs over the last semester that you're here is kind of your plan. Yeah. Cool. Carlos, what else you got, man? We got it. You got any uh, last-minute Shepherd tennis questions for Mercedes? Are you ready to get into this or that? Well, was Mercedes here before we had the new tennis courts? So yeah, yeah you no, saw the old I, ones, I right? I saw the old ones. 
yeah. Yeah, so... Good question. I, yeah. I was just going to say, like, how much of a difference does that make? Oh, a lot. A lot of... Yeah, like, I mean, right now the courts are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw that for the first time, I was thinking, oof, you know? We need some help. We need some help right here. <laughs> but no, after that, you guys did a great job. Like, no, it's the courts are amazing right now. Like, yeah. I had to dig deep in my brain. I think I, they were so bad, I kind of shut them out of my brain, the old courts. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were brilliant. But I actually forgot about it, too. Like, yeah. I, yeah. That was a huge, that was, you know, one of the, a, a pretty big project that, um, you know, members of Ram Nation definitely yeah. helped out with, um, you know, donation wise. So, you know, we, we've, we've touched this before, but can never say thank you enough to, to those who helped with that because, um, yeah, for those who are listening who maybe haven't been over here or haven't gone up to the tennis complex, do yourself a favor and do that because they look amazing. The courts yeah. look amazing. Yep. And I had the pleasure of cleaning them once with you. And, Mer- and, and Mercedes. Yeah. Oh, that was a whole day. We spent, what, like yeah. eight hours, six, eight hours out there? Rubbing up chalk lines, man. PSA, please, please, please do not put chalk down on uh, on the courts. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you, thank you for, for respecting um, the the work that goes in. Anyways, okay, moving on, because we could go down that path for a while. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's I forgot about that. Me yeah. too. It's yeah. funny how it works, because we have so many teams, so many different projects, um, big and small, and then, like, something that happened, what, a year ago, a year and some change ago, yep. you just don't, like, think about it anymore, because it's done. It's kind of yeah. sad, but... It's just like, all right, we tackled this project, now it's on to the next one. How yeah. can we make this better? Right. So I We always have it. something, but glad to hear that from your coaching and playing, because I know you get out there and play every once in a while, right? Yeah. You first. still stretch the legs? Yeah. Who do you play against, by the way? Like, do you play against players, or who do you play against? Well, I mean, obviously, I don't really have so many people here to play with. So, yeah, I mean, once in a while I go in the course with them, I play with them. And it's it's great. I always I love tennis, so I always love playing. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody in the, let's just say Shepherdstown area who could beat you in tennis? Not that I know. Oh, <laughs> that's what I wanted. That was actually a little more humble than I wanted. I wanted a no. No, that's the I mean I maybe they they are some. I I haven't met that person yet. So <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love it. I haven't met that. Carlos loves this. No, stuff, I'm man. kidding. I, I no, haven't I'm met kidding. that person. I yet. know. I I just I don't know so many people who play tennis here at Sepper. So that's what I'm saying. No, no don't backtrack. I know. I know that good. I know that good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, that's all I have, Andy. I mean, that's... Let's do some this or that. Yeah. You want to you wanna take the questions this week? Yep, I'll take the questions. I'll take do the you questions. know how... Mercedes, you know how this or that works? I guess you have to pick one or... Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm guessing. You have to choose this or that and then explain why. Okay. Okay? Are you I will, ready? I guess so. We will see. This is going to be fun. I can already tell. <laughs> all right. All right. So, Mercedes, would you rather live without the internet or live without air conditioning and heating. So you have to pick between... Yeah, yeah. Without the internet... Oof. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the internet, we need the internet nowadays. <laughs> like it's, so I guess without... I Yeah. I would, the internet? Uh, yeah. Okay. Andy? I was going to say the same thing. I mean, in this day and age, everything is kind of run by, like, the internet, right? So, yeah. let, like, if that was a blanket question for, like, the world, I think it's you want the heating and air conditioning, right? Because the world got along just fine without internet for all the all that time. But You better get a fireplace, Andy. Ferguson. Yeah, man. I mean, if you're talking just me and the world of all you internet users, I got I to gotta keep pace. I got to have internet. And you know <laughs> what? I, I'm going to go, you know, cut some firewood down, I guess, when I get home and, exactly. and try to make a fire. But yeah. And if you want air conditioning, open the window. Too bad, man. Yeah. Open yeah. the window. All right, Mercedes. Next one. Okay. Would you rather live the next 10 years of your life in China Oof. or Russia? Oof. Uh, actually, I've been to Russia once, and I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, well, I mean, it's not like I didn't like it, but it's, it's, it's tough, I feel, to believe it there. And China, the culture is so different. Oof, that's really tough. But I think I will live in Russia. Wow. Yeah, China, okay. yeah. I just don't, I'm not a fan of sushi, and, and uh, well, that's actually Japanese, right, I feel. Yep. But I yep. mean, the Asian food, I not, really don't like it, so I would say Russia, yeah. I feel like I would have to say Russia as well. 
Man, I mean, a couple vodka people. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, neither is really a good answer. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm a Colorado boy. I feel like I could roll with the cold. So, you know, it would not be super pleasant, but I wonder I would where you would work. work. I would like to see where you would work in Russia. <laughs> Uh, athletics department at Moscow University. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes I don't even know how I got the job here. So, you know, I'm just, you know, I'll just take it day by day, I guess. There's a lot of people in China. I'll be a, I don't know if I could do that one. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Yeah. I think it, I think both would, this kind of goes without saying, but like both would have their pros and cons. Yeah, yeah um, of course. I just feel like Russia would be my answer but yeah, you're going to be in China Carlos is in China me and Mercedes are going to be in Russia I actually had a teammate from Russia she was one of the best ones so yeah I'm taking Russia shout out to Russia yeah wow no sake. is that the name of the pod shout out to Russia I don't... <laughs> <laughs> no sake bombs for Andy no no alright Mercedes next one okay would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long I mean it just depends you know if you're going to make it to a hundred years I'm fine with living with, with living to be 200? Uh, no. Mm, I mean, I would say the second one. To live. live twice as long? Yeah. Okay. I feel but like... As long as you're happy, healthy, and yeah, you're enjoying life. So you want a healthy 200? A healthy <laughs> I was going to say, none of these things are in the question. Yeah. <laughs> and you just take it where you, you want it to it. go. You take, you put in okay. all the factors... And you so live. you're taking twice as long? Do you want to live twice as long? I mean, it just depends, because if I, if I will make it to 100 years, I don't need to live another 100 years, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that's... Okay, that's the way I attack this question for my answer, is... Because what, what if you only that, are going to live to 30? Yeah, then of course. Then you like, okay, I'll take twice as long. Correct. Because, that's what but I like, mean. But not knowing, that's a tough question to yeah. answer. So I feel like I'm with you. Mercedes, if I was going to live to 100, I don't really have any interest in living to 200, yeah. to be honest. So, give me that lotto money. I let know. me make that. <laughs> let yes. me make let me make the next, you know, 69 years amazing. Exactly. Um, the best the best 69 years possible. Uh, but I'm if you told me, "Hey, you're uh, you're living to 40, well, then I'm taking double." Correct. Yeah. What about you? I mean, you're laughing. Yeah. What are you going to do? You taking the lotto money? I'm taking the money. <laughs> I know. Because chances are, if I win the lottery, I can buy the best health care yep. and probably get to 100. Right. Who knows? You, you can, never know. Like, you never know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, Carlos is going to have a castle like in the mountains with like a, his own private hospital and stuff. Yeah. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, Steve Jobs had a lot of money and he, yeah. you know, obviously yeah. that happens. So, yeah. So, you never know. Yeah. Anyways, next one. Would you rather go to a movie or dinner alone? Alone to mm-hmm. dinner. Dinner? Okay. Yeah. So you'd rather just be like sitting in downtown Shepherdstown and like one of the restaurants just by yourself. Everyone else in there has is are full tables. This is the hot picture in my brain. Anyways. <laughs> you're sitting. It's like snowing outside. You're sitting in the in like the the table up by the front window. Everyone walking by can see that you're just sitting there alone. Yeah. The rose on the table. No one in the seat across from you, and you're just sitting there. You're taking that. Then rather than going alone to the movie, yes. Okay. I'm going to the movies all day alone. I prefer no, to be I alone. No, I mean actually. going to the movies. You just you can be at your place. You know, at home and like watch whatever. No, we're you talking like. the th- we're talking the theaters. I right? know that's what I mean. You're supposed to go there with someone. You know, with your <laughs> partner, with your friends, with your family. I don't want to go alone. I mean, you're supposed to do all of those things with multiple people. <laughs> I know. I rather I will take the dinner. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm taking the movie. Man. You going to the movie? Like I said, I would almost prefer to go alone. I'm gonna watch what I want. I'm going to eat what I want. Well, I'm going to sit where I want. Mm-hmm. I don't have to share any of that decision-making or input with any other human being. You know, I've actually done both alone before. And I like them both. But if I had to choose, probably the movie. Yeah. Because you don't, like, talk to anyone yeah. during the movie anyway. Yeah. But That was my yeah, logic. Guess, you're just like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm watching the movie. I don't care if I'm with six people or no one. Whereas, like, dinner... Sitting there, you just kind of. I always feel kind of weird if I like eat alone. I just feel weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna eat dinner alone, I'm usually grabbing it to go and I'm leaving. Yeah. That's just makes, me though. Yeah, what yeah, makes sense. Good questions, man. Yeah. Is that all of them or did yeah, I? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yep, that's all of them. I know you're starting to like. 
Yeah. Mercedes well, that's all we have for this or that. <laughs> I'm getting good at these, these this or that questions. Keep I like coming. <laughs> that's all you got, huh? Yep, all we got it. for this or that? Mm-hmm. I guess Ram Nation, um, you know, we, we plug this every every episode, but if you, um, you know, if you're a listener every week, you, you know all this, you know where to find us, but for those who stumbled on here or if you want to, uh, you know, find out more information about Mercedes or the tennis program or Shepherd Athletics in general and what's going on over here in Shepherdstown, um, you know, just make sure you uh, you follow us on our social media, SU Rams Official, on Facebook at SU Ram Nation Official, or uh, our website, shepherdrams.com. Obviously, for Beyond the Horns, you can find us on your favorite podcast streaming platform, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever you use to get your get your tunes. Um, you can find us on there to search Beyond the Horns, but any of those uh, any of those things, you'll be able to find us. Um, Carlos, man, what do we got coming up next week? So our special guest for next week is going to be Serafina Martin. Uh, she's from the women's golf team. So she's going to be joining us next week, um, talking about... to us and Ram Nation a little bit about you know a special segment that she's going to introduce here on Beyond the Horns and I'm curious to see what she has and to explain that to Ram Nation too. Yeah I'm looking forward to learning about Serafina obviously um, like we do with all of our guests find a little bit more about her kind of what led her to Shepherd, and um, she actually played multiple sports here so learning a little bit about that story and then um, yeah like you said we're going to have a small like a little sub mini-series, like yep. a sub-series on the women's golf program and how it was kind of created and some behind-the-scenes interviews that Serafina is doing with um, Chauncey Winbush and um, some other special guests. So we're going to tie that in to be on the horns um, here in the next month or so, so definitely keep a lookout there. But we figured we would start next week talking to her and um, do it our normal and let her, let her talk about her vision and everything. Right. So um, we've come to the point, Mercedes... You're on the clock again. Do you have a shout-out? We always like to give our guests a shout-out where you can take some time to... Yeah, well, I want to say thank you to Matt, Matt Rosman. That's okay. for sure. He was the one who, like, brought me here. He was the one who contacted me, and he's been great. So, obviously, I want to say thank you to him. Um, obviously, to all of you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, to all the athletics, to Chansey, Melanie, everyone. Uh, you guys make me feel like a family, like this is a family. So thank you very much. And if you ever see Mercedes eating alone, make sure you stop by <laughs> and you sit down and uh, you help her feel good. Carlos, what else you got, man? That's it for me, man. Awesome. Well, then, for our men's and women's tennis graduate assistant coach, Mercedes Lopez, Carlos Calderon, and myself, thank you all for listening to Episode 19 of Beyond the Horns. We will catch you next week.